1: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the April fifteenth or fourteenth edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to break down the first day of the NBA playoffs. No more DNP rest. Very little questionable tags and doubtful tags. And surprise, he's not playing. And no more waiting for the Kings to release their lineups two minutes before tip at ten thirty Eastern Time. None of that stuff anymore. We get to talk playoff hoops, which uh, it's, a, it's a little bit tougher, I think. being I think that the, the edge for being a really sharp guy on who's going to play versus someone who is just kind of casual watching because the rotations are going to be very similar. So we're going to kind of talk about who we think will get their minutes extended, who will see their minutes shortened, matchups that will be exploited, defensive matchups. Um, and just pace for different series And what other teams are going to try to do So it probably won't be too DFS-y Compared to before uh, We'll kind of tie in a little bit more X's and O's and stuff But yeah, it should be pretty cool We're going to we're gonna try to stick to the usual schedule For the Friday-Saturday But obviously with no games on Friday We're going to slide it back to go Saturday-Sunday But yeah, we'll see how, how it shakes out But we're going to probably do three of these And do a season-long podcast on Monday We may kind of tie it together And make do kind of like big trends that we noticed for the series. It'll still work, but we'll figure it all out. We may just do four straight DFS pods, but we are still planning to do four pods for the week. Um, maybe maybe more. I don't know. I love doing these playoff pods and talking about who did what. Like we said, matchups are going to be really cool. Um, so, yeah, let's just hop into this thing. Um, it's pretty cool slate. We've got basically back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back games uh, for... The weekend, so 3 o'clock We've got the first game, the Pacers And the Cavs, and then it goes All the way to 10.30 start in LA And then Sunday's a little bit Earlier, so we start at 1 And then the last game's at 9, uh, the Houston game That's going to be a a treat Um, I'll be honest, I think the, the Sunday Slate's a little more fun For a number of reasons But yeah Um, still obviously this is a great slate okay so and also I wrote a bunch of previews that's very matchup based and who had a good series against we're going to talk about that and yeah so check out Rotor World Ryan also did one Ryan Kanas and then Jonas did one for for his he Ryan did two he did the Jazz Clippers series and he did the uh, OKC Houston series which is fun the Jonas did Bucks uh, Raptors so yeah uh, interesting some of those are here today. Okay, so let's get down to this here. we got Indiana at Cleveland. We all know Cleveland's defense is really bad. They're 28th in defensive rating since March 1st, I believe it is. That's not good. Uh, they, they've just been so torched. And one player who comes to mind who is probably maybe the best stud to play, given that he's got a decent price, I guess, and a nice round $10,000, that's Paul George. Uh, uptrending usage rate. He's shot the ball really well lately. Uh, catch and shoots up. That's kind of been the ticket. He's been 45% on catch and shoot threes in his last 23 games, I believe. 22, 23. Something like that. So he's been he's been killer. Uh, and also with the Cavs, their four-man group of Love, LeBron, Kyrie, and Tristan Thompson. They allowed 45% from three in their last 189 minutes together. So that March 1st time. So they've been getting torched. So... The, the Pacers, who are 27th, I think, in three-point attempts, but they're 4th in percentage. So you would think that they dial up threes. You know, Jeff T., who's killer catch-and-shoot guy last year, you would think he gets more shots. Paul George as well, again, especially since he's coming in hot, as a catch-and-shoot guy. So I expect George to be very busy with the ball. 34 usage rate, 40 minutes. Uh, I almost think he's... Uh, A better buy than LeBron It's super close But I I think George is going to be Really sneaky tournament play I think LeBron's the chalk Um, But yeah, I think George is a guy that I really like Uh, Sticking with the Pacers A guy that I'm interested to see Is Thaddeus Young He missed two games against the Cavs But he's fared really well You'd think he would play against Love or LeBron a lot Even LeBron, especially with how they're going to depend on George on the offense So I see Thad's price at 5-2 And I think that's one of the better ones you're going to find uh, if you want to get more studs in there, it's really tough to find guys that are dirt cheap. So, yeah, I think he's one of the one of the better. You're going to need to find cheap guys to play, and I mean he's right there. There's a couple other power forwards that look good, but that's that's one of the, one of my favorite plays I think for Saturday, uh, and then also Jeff Teague too. He's reasonably priced, uh, seven thousand against Kyrie's defense. Uh, he's also had a really good series against the Cavs. So yeah, he's he makes a lot of sense uh, if you can. There, point guard's weird. There, there's really, I mean, yeah, Kyrie is nine thousand. No, that's a lot. So I think I'd rather spend down on Teague, save the two grand, um, and then maybe even play George and LeBron, which is actually pretty viable. There are small forwards are really tough. So um, yeah, but so it's really tough to get Kyrie in there. Uh, Miles Turner, I want to like him, but we've seen his board board rate go down. His block rate's actually been down a little bit. Uh, scoring's down a little bit. But Tristan Thompson's defense has fallen off. He may not be all the way healthy from the thumb injury. He didn't. We haven't really seen him get going. So, uh, I think Turner's going to be key. Uh, Kevin Serifin's been playing well. Not well enough where I'd be worried about Turner's minutes. But Turner at 6'9", not the best value. Uh, I think if it, if it works out, sure. It's solid. But I mean, even JV at 5'5", maybe a little bit of a better bargain. Uh, Now that Lowry's back, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, lots there for those guys. Um, You can't really touch Lance, I don't think. Uh, I mean, you can at 3'8", if you're like, okay, it's Lance, I want to take a chance. Maybe Monta Ellis is bad in the first half, although i actually kind of like Monta at 4'000". I think push comes to shove, I'd rather play Monta. But, um, yeah, they're going to kind of split, I think. Yeah, CJ Miles will factor in. Like I said, if Nate, Nate McMillan should be looking at guys to take three pointers. So if I'm him, I'm playing CJ Miles more. I don't know if I had the confidence to play him, like we said, especially with the expensive small forwards there that we want to play. But I wouldn't be surprised if CJ Miles has a big series. By big, I mean, you know, has like 25 FanDuel points a game. If um, he, he gets hot, we, Lance is, I'm sorry, uh, CJ is one of the poster children for guys that are hot and cold like the mirror and so on okay so yeah I mean LeBron he's gonna be chalk he's probably gonna be the one of the most owned guys he is the most expensive justifiably so but you gotta like it man I mean it's LeBron it's the playoffs uh, he's gonna get a minutes bump he actually his usage rate actually fell last year uh, compared from regular season to postseason but three three minute increase so you know he's gonna get you 41 42 minutes. Uh, his assist rate went up in the playoffs. His uh, rebounding rate went up in the playoffs last year. So LeBron just takes over, man. It's it's Bron season. So like I said, I think LeBron's the cash play, and I mean he's so, he's so tough to fade. Um, but yeah, LeBron is, is just he's just too good in the playoffs. I don't Love's okay. Uh, Eighty three is not the best buy. So I'd rather spend down there, especially if you're going to play LeBron and Paul. Yeah, can't play Tristan. Kyle, Kyle Corver. Let's talk about him. In his two games that he played against the Pacers, it was ridiculous. A 29-pointer or 22-pointer, 104 true shooting percentage. Just Fuego mode. 8-12 uh, with seven threes, I think, was the one 29-pointer, if I recall. I'm staying away from this. I mean, Jared Smith usually plays good minutes against the Pacers. Um Based on the past few years, he plays good minutes, and the, they they love him in the postseason. But then then again, Kyle Corver wasn't there. We've seen LeBron James get kind of mad about uh, J.R. Smith. It looked like lip reading. He was saying, "Take James out." I'm sorry, take J.R. out. Um, back when everyone was piling on the Cavs when they were losing games, and their defensive rating was like 116, which is the it was the worst over like a 15 game span. So yeah, it's pretty much just naked LeBron. I don't hate Corver, but um, yeah, there's just other value for other teams. But, J- I mean, JR's alright. He's an ideal tournament play. He's 3,700, so, yeah. I mean, so is Corver. I think Jr. since he's going to start, and it's basically, he controls his own destiny. If he plays well, if he locks in on defense, and he can hit, you know, a couple, couple threes in his first stint, he'll be good. So, you're looking for cheap guys to play. I think he's a better play than Lance is. Just because Lance, is, like you said, it's reverse. Monta who's played well, even actually Monta had a couple really strong first halves, and they still went away from him later. So be careful. That, that's a really tough one to, to target. But of that group, I think Jr is good. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the next. By the way, this is a two oh nine over under. It's actually your high of the day. So as I've been kind of hinting at here, this is a pretty good game to target, and you want to go heavy on. Okay, so moving on to Milwaukee and Toronto, seven and, a, and. by the way, Cleveland's favored by eight and a half. I don't like that spread. I think it's a, I think the, I think the uh, Pacers will keep that. If I'm betting that, I think I'd take Pacers in the points. Uh, I like what I've seen out of Indiana lately, uh, especially with the way that their defense has been. But they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they can to stop Paul George. I don't know if they can though. Okay. So we got Toronto favored by 7.5 against the Bucks. I, I kind of think Toronto's going to cover this. Um, Kyle Lowry is coming in hot. Um, he's had a pretty good week. Had that first slow start, but he's shot the ball well. His assists are coming up. He had kind of like a flirt with a triple-double kind of a game against the Knicks on that Sunday. Uh, he looks awesome. Uh, and he's still he's going to play minutes. You know he is. Uh, he's 86. I think he's a better bargain than... Kyrie at nine, I mean, Lowry's in a chuck, so he's he's fine, um, it is a bad matchup, the Bucks do defend point guards pretty well, especially with, I think Brogdon was do a good job on him, um, kind of going over screens on Lowry, uh, that you don't want Lowry to let you up from three, especially, which is kind of cool for a guy who, back in the day, Lowry, when he was with the Grizzlies and Even the Rockets. He was just living at the free throw line. That was his bread and butter. But now he's just such a complete scorer. So, yeah. Lowry's fine. Uh, I'm not on DeRozan. Especially with how I want to spend at small forward. And there's some decent guys that are cheap at shooting guard. Uh, So, 83 is actually decent, though. Now that I think about it. But he's going to see a lot of Giannis. Middleton's a good defender as well. So, I'm a little bit worried about DeMar. But, again, DeMar's been just really good as a scorer and he was bad in the playoffs last year so that whole stigma will probably be hanging around same with Lowry who was hurt but I have a lot more faith in Lowry than I do with the Rosen but I, I think I'd rather figure out how to get Giannis in there for the extra money Um okay so Serge Ibaka you know he's gonna get big minutes he's probably gonna play on, a, on Giannis a lot he's only 5300 and you would think he plays a good amount of center. They would, You would think they would also want JV out there to protect the paint. If you're going to stop Giannis, you're going to stop him by keeping him away from the basket. That's the ticket. And they've done fairly well uh, throughout their season series. Giannis hasn't been able to get into the paint too much against this team. So, yeah, you'd think, sir, you'd think they would go big a lot. So, like I said, I think that's good for uh, Valachunas. I think he's a, a guy that won't be highly owned. And he's 55. That's a really good price for him. I mean, with Tristan Thompson's at 4-7, uh, I'd much rather. And don't forget, playoff JV balled out last year. Uh, he really kept the, the, the minute up until he got hurt. So, yeah, JV is a guy I think we're going to see his price start to rise. So I'm down to get in on the ground floor. Yeah, the Ibaka thing takes away a little bit of his ceiling and a little bit more risk as well. But, yeah, JV looks really good moving along here um I want to see what they do they're also by the way they're going to play a lot of PJ Tucker I think so that does scare me a little bit off JV not not enough to like maybe in cash I'm a little bit scared by still like I'm in tournaments they're going to put whatever they can do I mean it probably is more of a knock on Demari Carroll they're going to pretty much split those minutes I think that one of those two will always be on the court against Giannis I mean they have to be um That'll be the plan. So, P.J. Tucker at 38 is good. There's not a lot of guys you're going to find for under $4,000 in the playoffs. They're going to give you good minutes. I think he's unlocked for 26, 27 minutes. Get you a couple steals. Maybe score 8 points, 7 boards. You're golden right there. So, yeah. He's a really good guy to put in there. They This is why they got him. They got him to, to defend guys like Giannis, LeBron, Paul George. All these high-volume wing scorers. So... Yeah, P.J. Tucker's a, a fine guy if you're looking to go cheap. Yeah, more so than demari Although I don't hate Damari at 3-5. He's just a little bit durability issues. And then you can't trust Elon Wright. You can't trust Norm Powell. can't trust Pat Patterson now with Ibaka there. Um, yeah, so I, I expect them to go pretty tight with just the guys I said. I mean, you'll, we'll see Norm in there here and there, but it'll be P.J. Tucker benefiting for sure, especially in this matchup. So, Bucks Giannis, yeah, sure. I mean, he's he's a better... He's he's a stud. Playoff Giannis is going to be quite the treat. I still love Middleton. You know Middleton's going to play big minutes. He's 5,900. That's such a steal for a guy. You know he's going to get 36, 37 minutes. He's going to shoot the ball a lot. He hasn't really been shooting threes, but I expect that to change against this team, especially with how there's going to be a lot of defensive focus on Giannis. So... Yeah, um Middleton is like a, a bargain, a mega, mega steal, especially if you're gonna go uh up to LeBron or Paul George. Um, can't really go Broad Dan. obviously can't go Del Vidova. I think Greg Monroe's an interesting one. But you look at his price at five seven, I'd rather just roll J V, but I think Monroe's okay. Alright, we're gonna move on to the next one. Uh and did I say one ninety nine over under? So that's the one of the middle ones we're gonna to go to the low one san antonio only favored by nine here um if i'm betting this game i'm, I'm betting cover <laughs> i hate this game uh losing tony allen so big you can't really understate or overstate how bad that is to lose him on Kawhi Leonard and even Manu Ginobili said they're gonna make it hurt that they don't have Tony Allen out there with extra ball movement and things of that nature. So they're not they're not gonna say Manu's not gonna say oh yeah Kawhi Leonard's gonna kill him right now like they're not, they don't they don't want to tip their hand obviously but Kawhi is just gonna feast in the first half. Uh, if the Grizzlies were gonna make a series out of this, it would have been because Tony Allen would be able to keep Kawhi under 62 shooting and. Maybe keep his usage rate under 30, but no. We're going to see like 40 minutes out of Kawhi, 37. Actually, with garbage time, probably more like 34. Um, But yeah, high usage rate, high efficiency. Steals are going to be there. I think his assists are going to be decent. Kawhi 83 is just stupid cheap. Um, I I think that's a better buy than any of them, any of the LeBrons or the Paul Georges. He should not be 8,300. He should be in the nines, even maybe 10. Yeah, it's it's Kawhi's team, man. They're yeah, that's that's just too good to pass up, almost. So I mean, him and Middleton are a good tandem. Uh, I, again, that's pretty much the only four guys, and PJ Tucker as well. So small forwards tricky. Um, so I would figure out. I would probably mix up your lineups with those guys uh, and not even look at anyone else like Hayward and so forth. After Kawhi, sure, um, Paul Gasol's solid. Against his brother for the first time, which is pretty cool. 5,200, I'd probably rather play JV. But, uh, we'll see if he can... He's a little fluky hot as well because he made so many three-pointers. Um, I think he's shooting like 65% from corner three. It's just stupid. His efficiency from three is incredible. He, he led the league in three-pointers, barely, with the qualifications. Uh, can't roll Tony, can't roll Mono, can't roll Danny Green. Uh, I guess you could roll the Marcus... They're going to use some a pretty good amount. I expect a good amount of Dwayne Dedman. So if you want to get crazy and you want to go straight minimum, you don't want to play JV and you want to save and you want to go really cheap, yeah, play Dedman. I expect him to get good minutes, especially uh, against the way they're going to pound Zebo and Marcus All. They're going to go really heavy inside. Um, they have to. Uh, so switching to the Grizzlies, one interesting trend here, the Zebo and Marc Gasol combination was very successful against the Spurs. Meanwhile, the J-Mike and Gasol was not. So as a big J-Mike supporter, I'm a little bit worried about what that means. Uh, at j J-Mike at 3-5. Again, if he starts and he's 3,500, you really can't fault that. Uh, he's going to have his hands full against the Marcus. But uh, I think they're going to need J-Mike to give you 23 minutes. But they will probably go big as much as they can. Uh to slow it down and things of that nature so that brings up the question about Zach Randolph 5500 pretty good price I think I'd rather figure out how to get LaMarcus in there at 6-3 um or even Surge at 3-5 I think it's just as good and then Thaddeus Young also is, is 52 so I think I'd probably rather just play Thad and save the money um, Just it's just a tough game to target I'm just so afraid of blowout out here so I don't really like anyone Conley is Fuego right now um Mid-60s, true shooting, his last handful of games. Just, uh, I wish this game was going to be closer. He's 7,200, so his upside is nicer than Teague or really anybody in that price range. But, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I'm kind of fading this game, guys. I don't really like it. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much like the earlier games. I guess we'll move on. Um, get this thing done in 25 minutes. Uh, so, we got a, a 200 over-under, so that's right in the middle again. Uh, minus five and a half. That's a pretty good spread. That's your best spread of the day. And these teams are pretty healthy too. So really just Neto is the only guy that's out. Um, so we should see a decent amount of Rodney Hood, who's 4,000. That's good. Uh, a guy who, and I, he didn't play really well as far as you look at the stats. But he had, this, he had like a couple steals and defensive plays where it looked like he was back. So, the time off, the past week or so, where we're seeing a little bit more of a consistent athletic hood. I think he's really the be- of those cheap guys under fourth that you're going to probably have to play one of them. I think hood's your guy, um, especially with the way they're. There's a, this is going to be, I think this is going to be the closest game of the day um, and probably one of the closer series. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Roddy Hood um, to, to put him in there. Uh, other than that. There's there's tough tough players to go after. CP's only 87. You know he's going to play a lot. You know he's going to be busy. It's a bad matchup against the Jazz, who so defend the point guards really well. Um, George Hill's only 58. Uh, hopefully he should be healthy. He's looked a little bit better. We've seen Hill kind of go off efficiency-wise. So 58, if you need to go there, I'm cool with him. Sorry I'm not like, being as bold as I was earlier in the season, just because there's really no... Crazy advantageous positions. They were playing against playoff teams. So the Clippers defense has been a little bit better lately. Um, not as great as it was earlier in the season, but they had that really rough lull in what January, I want to say, where teams were just beating them up. Um, but yeah, so Hayward, eh, uh, doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, at that point, at 7 3, just figure out how to get Kawhi in there for an extra thousand. Uh, Derek Favors, he said that his legs feel good. Uh, he's trust them again, trust the process, um, trust the meniscus. And it's gonna... So I don't know if you're going to want to play Favors at 48, but it's not the worst idea. They're going to need to use him against Blake Griffin quite a bit. So not the worst guy you can play. I think you have to like Rudy Gobert. Uh, he's 89. That's little pricey it's actually the most expensive center on the slate by pretty good amount DeAndre's 7-7 seven, seven. they're both going to play a lot but if I want to spend there and I think you can in a tournament um no I don't think many people are going to be going after Gobert people are going to spend down on um J- JV Deadman, um maybe even Baker if you want to get crazy for 36 but I'd probably rather play Deadman. um because, like we said, uh, it's a situational thing for Deadman. So, this is the situation you would use him against a team like Memphis. So, yep. Uh, I can't go Blake here at 82. I'm not, I haven't really been too encouraged by how he's played in the past. He had that huge march. I'm sorry, February. And then the march he fell off because CP returned, took usage away from him, wasn't handling the ball as much. So, can't really play him kind of cold. Um, JJ, I can't do it. I'd rather just play hood uh, for $400 cheaper. Yeah, CP's fine. If you want to go... Like You can probably get Kawhi and those guys in there. Alright, so mission accomplished with the 23-minute pod. Cool deal. We should be a little bit shorter this time of year. If you have any questions or ideas that you want to have on the pod, uh, shoot me an idea or an at or whatever. But yeah, if you're breaking up your Kendrick Lamar listening session props uh, and thank you. Um, I lo- I'm not a big Kendrick guy, I'll admit, but I, I kind of feel that album. Uh, I am a big ninth wonder fan. Uh, I was a producer uh, from North Carolina. He did the last track, Duckworth. So that song's awesome. Uh, Alchemist did fear the 12th song on that, on that album. That was really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty sweet album. I'll say it's, one of those where you listen to it straight through. has uh, got some, some hits. And, uh, Kendrick's, Kendrick's tight. i uh, say so his flow is a little bit different from one of these two. But yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick is good for sure. So enjoy the games. Playoffs! <laughs> Jim Morris out. And we will kept, we're going to do Sunday. I don't know when we're going to put it out. But we'll do the Sunday games. So yeah, hit me up with any ideas or things you want to talk about. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do a little bit of recap as well. Uh, hopefully the Saturday stuff, depending on when we have time to do it. So thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.